Live inside Twin Peaks for Monday Night Football, it's Cofield and Company. Prescott in the gun, looking right, pumps, throws it down, caught by Wilson at the five, speed move, free, strolling in, walking the dog, opening the gate, painting the fence, touchdown, Cedric Wilson. Debo going to take a throw out left. Debo gets a block from Mohamed Sanu. Debo Samuel, touchdown 49ers. Broncos rush four. Jackson with time. Going deep. He's looking at Hollywood Brown at the five. He reaches up and he makes a diving catch. Hollywood Brown. Welcome back to the end zone for a touchdown. It's time for Cofield and Company with Steve Cofield. On ESPN Las Vegas. All right, here we go. Monday Night Football on the way, and it's your Las Vegas Raiders. The second primetime appearance in L.A. A lot of road trippers down to L.A. for this one at SoFi. So we'll get you set up for the game. We'll actually be going uh, into the first quarter of the game as we carry things until 6 o'clock. It's Cofield. Willie Ramirez is alongside. Angel is here back in our Finley Toyota studios. It's Ari, who apparently is doing really well in our picks contest. I hadn't checked, Willie, but uh, you guys are you guys are all over this. You guys are fired up. I'm fired up because this is my first time being on the show at Twin Peaks. My first Cofield & Company appearance out here at Twin Peaks. Man, I, I'm pumped. I'm pumped because every week it's all I hear. It's just pump, 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 hype, hype, hype. There's a place to be. So here we go. And... It's Trending at 3, presented by Nova Home Loans. Call now at 877-700-NOVA. And we cut you off. And let's get it started. Let's yes, get it rocking. Okay. Let's get it. Let's <laughs> we go. Got, we got it started. We got it started. So we got Monday Night Football coming up, uh, roughly 525 kickoff with the Raiders. Uh, but before we do any of that, we got to get you ready for the game and also go over another great day in the NFL yesterday. You know, on this show, we always like to bust chops going back about Four years when there was a bunch of uh, loudmouth jabronis all over social media, places like Facebook, well, when it existed, Facebook, um, saying that they were going to boycott the NFL, and we laughed at them. We're like, uh, this is the biggest thing going. Your boycott will do nothing. And in the end, you may be replaced by someone else. The league has never been bigger. And now that we're adding gambling all across the country, Willie, yeah. it just, you know, even sucky games still matter, right? Uh, yesterday was insane. Again, uh, you have some of the numbers for what's gone on this season. Yeah. Through four weeks, the NFL has delivered in almost every spot. The games are friggin' awesome. Yeah, I mean, 15 games with a game-winning score in the final minute of regulation or in overtime, the most such games through the first four weeks of a season since at least 1970. I mean, the league couldn't send that stat out quick enough yesterday. They were so excited. And that was going into that. They sent that out literally when the the last of the uh, 1 o'clock Pacific games ended and said, with two games left in week four. And then you saw what happened last night. It didn't go to the final minute, but it did come down to the end. Some people may not – have thought it was as exciting as they thought it was going to be, and they wanted the big expl- offensive explosion. But hey, it was still there was still a lot of emotion into it. There was still something to it because the Patriots made a game out of it, which a lot of people didn't expect. Didn't come down to the final minute, but 15 games in the final minute—that's the most again in 40 plus years. Plus, 
With two overtime games in week four, at least one game has gone to overtime in each of the first four weeks of the season. For the fifth time in NFL history, 79, 83, 2002, 18, and 21. And uh, guess what, folks? The Raiders have done it two of the first three weeks, and tonight should be a barn burner. Last year's games were exciting. Both won on each other's field, and, uh, and, and one of them went into overtime. Chargers winning here so uh, it's 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 like you said it's you know NFL is king and this year so far through four weeks it has done nothing but deliver the goods what'd you wind up doing yesterday watching the games no Raiders game to work so you actually got to watch an entire Sunday well (laughs) let me tell you uh, I, let's put it this way. I was made fun of by a close friend because they responded to my Instagram story and says, why? Wait, what story? In, uh, well, when that existed? This former social media story. <laughs> Is it uh, coming back? They're down for the day. They're down. <laughs> and by the way, those of you that are listening and, and, and all you do is sit on Facebook and if you got nothing else to do because there's no Facebook or Instagram, you might as well just come down to Twin Peaks, right? Uh, so anyway, I, they said, Willie, why are you saying sauce like you're saying that? I said, look, I have no clue why it comes out the way that I do. But when I say sauce, I just, it, that's how it comes sauce. out. Sauce. Sauce. It's like, it's like I'm not Italian, but when I say gabagool, I say gabagool. When I say mozzarella, I say mozzarella. Right? Stinky provolone. It's, it's stinky provolone. So yesterday I spent the day stinky provolone. making sauce. Sauce. Making sauce, and I made it with. Wild boar sausage. Wow. Yeah. So I, I, I ground it. I first I took I got the pot. I got and I, and I braised a big soup bone and some stew meat. Pulled it out. Left the drippings. Then I threw the the wild boar sausage and stirred it all up with some minced garlic. Saved some uh, some of the sausage off to the side and made some meatballs, and then <laughs> did the sauce. I put the red wine in. I was I was stirring all day, man. I was stir stir the sauce. Don't let it stick. Don't let it stick. So that's what I did. I, I made sauce, and and of course, you know this, Steve. If you're making sauce, you do not. You have a spoon to stir, but how are you tasting? There's only one way to taste sauce. If you're not tasting it this way, you should not be making sauce. And how is that? Probably with a piece of bread. With a piece of bread. There it's you gonna, go. If you're not, I mean, so, yeah. It, it was it was a high-carb day, and that's fine. Yeah. Came out incredible. It was it was fantastic. Yeah, it was great, man. I ate well yesterday, went to someone's house. Yeah, let's house. talk they, about they the plate us. you showed us. Yeah, it was beautiful charcuterie with uh, everything on it. So. I, I mean, but, she worked. She worked. I, I must have said to her ten times, I'm like, this is a lot of work. This is great. But Thank the, you so much. And she was like, ah, I love doing this. I'm like, okay, well, I, I love you doing this. I love that you love doing it. But the the deli meat was for real though. It wasn't. Uh, it was the, awesome. Yeah, it wasn't. No, it was not. It, it was, was not, not packaged. It was not, the, it was not the cheap stuff that I get from time to time uh, that I use on my slicer. So NFL yesterday was awesome. We both had a good time. We hope everyone else out there had a good time. Uh, lots to break down. We'll get to some of the games outside. Of, well, the Raiders didn't play yesterday, but we'll get to the rest of the league in just a little bit. Uh, first of all, update on the line tonight. So the it's not going to jump off a of three. There are a couple spots in town with. Chargers 3, minus 120, uh, minus 115. It looks like about 60% of the action is uh, on the side of the Chargers. And it's one of those rare spots where the books are saying, by the way, we're on Eastern here uh, with the sirens going by, where the, uh, the public and the Sharps are on the Chargers side. Latest update on the total, and you would think this one would be a high-scoring affair, is 51.5. As you mentioned last year, the games were 30-27, 
and 31-26. So both hit exactly 57. And again, as Willie mentioned, both were very dramatic in the fourth quarter. The Chargers had a chance to score, but for some reason, on back-to-back plays, if I'm correct, Donald Parham, a uh, seven-foot-three tight end got his chances but he couldn't come down with it one looked really close but got overturned on replay and then uh the other game obviously went into overtime and the chargers actually saved anthony lynn who for some reason trotted mike badgley out there to kick a bomb field goal he missed it and then they got it in overtime so they split last year and they were pretty much evenly matched i do think this is a little bit different tonight because of what the defenses are doing which we can get into, Willie. Yeah. What's your early thought on the game? I'm, I'm picking the Chargers to win. Are you picking the Raiders? I, you know, I, I like. Ooh, yeah. stymied. Well, that's, what happened. that's what happens in a three-point game. And, it, you know, between two teams that split last year and had, what, a total uh, eight-point margin? I, uh, you, you, you opened the show by talking about the you pick them, and, and I, have the, I have the Raiders in the contest. Um, the thing is, is I, I, I'm not sure yet how to assess it, which team. Because all day I've listened to different people. I've read different things. And there's the thing. Everybody keeps saying, well, the Raiders' defense is, is improved, but they have yet to face, you know, a team like the Chargers. But in the same respect, is Kansas City as real as it's been the last two years? And have the Chargers faced – as good a team as they're going to see tonight, as scrappy a team as they're going to see tonight. The thing that scares me the most about the Raiders in this game is, I take you to week one, Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson, they were banged up, they made mistakes, but the hype and the drama behind Monday Night Football and at the stadium and the excitement and the energy that flowed through those Raiders, that's what the Chargers are going to be going through tonight. And the one person that I wonder if it's going to affect the nerves, based on what we've seen the first three weeks, is Andre James. Shotgun position. How many bad snaps could cost the Raiders field position, could cost them um, possession? That is, I believe he is the one intangible that, you know, you never really want to put it on one person because as a team as a whole, they have to win this game. But that being said, I just wonder if he has, because he's had numerous, it's not like it's just been occasional and we've only been through three weeks. He's made numerous mistakes. So I, I have to wonder if, you know, that's the one thing I'm, I'm concerned for the Raiders with. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's going to be, like I said, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a fantastic game. I think it's going to be a little bit back and forth, and I think where it's going to come down to is, which team capitalizes on the mistake most and which defense comes up with the biggest play. And when you argue, well, like I said, one team hasn't faced, they haven't faced this this type of team yet, I think it goes both ways, and you can argue either side. I just think that that home field adrenaline that the Chargers are going to be feeling is the same as the Raiders felt. Really? And if How many people have already mentioned, though, that they think it's going to be 60%, 70% Raider fans? It will be. It will Which be. actually, in, in some ways, can work for the Chargers, although it was hilarious in years past uh, at the little stadium they're playing in in Carson and then back to San Diego when Phillip Rivers, and he wasn't, like, mad at Charger fans, but, you know, would express frustration that they were actually having to use silent count and sit there and clap, yeah. you know, in their home game. I, 
I'll give you a couple of things on the Raiders' defense. So they haven't faced a, a two-pronged attack yet because the while the Ravens can throw the ball, we know that's not where their bread is buttered. They're a running team. They did a decent job against the run. Ben, don't break, right? Yeah. Um, the Dolphins, well, the Steelers, forget it. Right now the Steelers I don't think are good at either, running or passing. Right. And the Dolphins, listen, the Raiders were fine the first three quarters last week, but fourth quarter in overtime was insane. And yesterday – my Lord, against the Colts. I mean, this is the wake-up call for, you know, people who were saying, hey, the Raiders' defense is a lot better. It's better. I don't know if it's a lot better. Dolphins had freaking less than 100 yards total offense through the first three quarters yesterday uh, against the Colts, and they kind of did the same thing where they moved a little bit late, but by then um, it was it was too late, and they don't have a quarterback between Tua and Jacoby Brissett, and Brissett kind of lit up the Raiders, so that – my worry is now we're going to – I mean, this is – we're talking top seven guy. Yeah. He's he's freaking good. Uh, Justin Herbert is really, really good. And if you look at the numbers, this is the biggest change, Willie. I don't know if you saw some of these, but the, the pass protection numbers this year for the Chargers, what Herbert did last year with that kind of offensive line was actually amazing. I know the numbers said it was amazing, but it really was amazing. We're talking about the standard numbers, you know, just passing yards. Yeah. And he got AFC Rookie of the Year. But, Jesus, their offensive line was in flux and terrible last year. I think – where's the, the pass rush – where's the number here? I don't know. I'll get it. He faced uh, he faced something like – oh, here it is. Um, yeah, he faced upwards of – I think it was over 20% uh, – you know, pass rush in his face rate, I'll get the exact number. I think it might even be higher than that. But it, they've actually they've shorted up. They've cut it in half this year. So it's a much better offensive line for the Chargers. Now on the flip side, Derek Carr has been awesome. So the Chargers defense, if they don't get a lot of pressure on Derek Carr, we'll see what the Chargers defense is going to do. It looks like Staley is going to go with one of these plans where he's got the, you know, the uh, two high safeties and he kind of crowds the middle of the field. You want to push it deep, okay, you can try it. But he's going to cover a lot of the middle of the field, and I think he's going to challenge the Raiders to run the ball. We'll see if the Raiders can run the ball this week. The Chargers rank sixth in the league in sack percentage, 3.8%, percentage of time sacked when attempting to pass. Sixth in the league so far. Raiders rank 15th, right in the middle, 5.6%. Uh, so, yeah, they are getting better. The one thing that, you know, I think that I think this works in the Raiders' favor is the Gus Bradley intangible Obviously, just spent how many years as the, the in the same capacity with the Chargers? Casey Hayward would love to see that matchup against Keenan Allen, Denzel Perryman. So you got some former Chargers. Sounds like somewhat understands the scheme, but at the same token, do the Chargers' offense know Gus Bradley's system? Because all we've heard since training camp, right, is Gus Bradley's system, same system. It's simple, right? KJ Ooh, Wright came in. Too. KJ Wright came in saying, "There's yeah. nothing." There's nothing difficult about learning it once you know it, it's, and it's simple Ooh, okay. to adapt to. So nothing. So it's not as if he came in and Im- implemented what he does, but then t- and put a new twist on it. It's in their words, it's the same system. Interesting. I know we're, we're giving numbers out. My numbers are bad. Uh, so yeah, Herbert last year on thirty-seven percent of his dropbacks was pressured. Thirty-seven percent mm. was bottom ten of the league. They've cut that down to. 25%, which is actually uh, south of the league average, so their line is a lot better. we got a lot of the ins and outs, nooks and crannies of this game to break down, uh, injury updates in just a couple minutes, Willie Ramirez, Cofield as we get you ready for the Raiders and the Chargers on Monday night. 
Nova Home Loans brings you Trending at 3. It's a refi rate at Nova Home Loans. With interest rates at all-time lows, now's the time to talk to your local Nova loan officer. 877-700-NOVA. Second down and goal. Carr will go back into the gun with Jacobs alongside to the left. It's a tight formation. Carr is going to throw. Looks, fires high, caught in the back of the end zone by Waller for a touchdown. Jackpot, baby. Touchdown, Vegas. Hanging at Twin Peaks for Monday Night Football, it's Cofield and Company. So getting ready for the Chargers and Raiders tonight. Raiders out of town at their home away from home. SoFi expecting, uh, I would guess, in excess of at least 30,000. L.A. Raider fans, Raider fans. Coming into the stadium against the Chargers, so who knows? Maybe Justin Herbert will be using silent count like, like Philip Rivers used to have to do uh, down at Old Jack Murphy. Uh, you know, you were talking about the Chargers' familiarity with Gus Bradley. Someone tweeted at you, Paul, and said, "You keep mentioning how Bradley knows the Chargers' scheme." That's not what you said. You said the Chargers are familiar with what Paul, uh, what Bradley. I was right. called Paul Bradley. What Gus Bradley does on defense, we understand that Brandon Staley. You know, you got a whole new coaching staff right. there. So no, this is how. The Chargers, yeah. The point, the no, point, Gus Bradley, and what he does on defense. Right. The point was was that it 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 could favor the Chargers because Bradley because he they've said KJ Wright has said it's simple, and once you learn it, you know it's it's easy. And, and those guys made easy adjustments in a seamless transition with the new team. Him, Perryman, uh, Hayward coming in because they're so familiar that they're familiar with Bradley's scheme. So. Uh, because they're familiar with Bradley's scheme, they ma- it made it easier on them to join the Raiders. But if that's the case, the Chargers are going to know that. I'm looking up the numbers here in the last, um, by the way, the last since 2015, uh, whether they've been in Oakland or Las Vegas, the Raiders have won four of the last six trips to Southern Cal, uh, two in San Diego. Then they lost the first two times that they went to L.A., and they won the last two years in L.A. The last year they were the Oakland Raiders, and last year is the Las Vegas Raiders. So four of the last six, four and two straight up Raiders in SoCal. Got to move Justin Herbert off the spot. He's pretty good on the move, too. But Herbert with time, you know, letting Keenan Allen work all over the field. And also, I think maybe as important, a healthy Mike Williams driving down the field. So super important today for Max Crosby to continue what – He's been doing, I think, his uh, what his pressure number on pass rush snaps uh, so far, like ninth in the league at about 18%. So hopefully Ngakwe is back to 100%, and then uh, we'll see what they get out of guys like Solomon Thomas and, and Carl Nassib. And, and the rush, you know, the edge rushing has been there, and by forcing Herbert out of his comfort zone, right, and, and getting him on the run and forcing passes if, if need be, it's going to set up an athletic secondary that's already performed well. And I mentioned Casey Hayward earlier. You know, he's, he's come up with some some pretty big plays the last couple of weeks. Uh, big play in the end zone against the Steelers. Came up with the safety against the Dolphins. So, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, they work in unison. They, they're, they're working well. And uh, in between the linebacking core, you're rushing, and the secondary, uh, working, working as one, working, you know, and just cohesively. Um, it, that's what they have to do, though. They have to get Herbert out of that comfort zone. And, you know, they 
They somewhat did it with Lamar Jackson, but let's not forget Lamar Jackson willed the Ravens. You know, that was a back-and-forth affair. Ravens took control early, just like the Dolphins did. So, I mean, they other than Ben Roethlisberger, the two court, two athletic quarterbacks put the, put the Raiders on their heels. So this is going to be the best offense the Raiders have faced. Willie, of course, covers the Raiders for the AP. So what do we think on Ingold? And, oh, man. I How many other guys, right? Ingold, How many other guys? Ingle was a little so, bit of a shock. So many dudes beat up right now. Yeah, when that came down out of left field, just his, with his shoulder. Um, you know, I, I don't know what to say with Ingle. Josh Jacobs, I think, you know, I, I don't. He, Would you play him? If he's 70%. Do you have enough at running back se- to get to if get If he's 70%, I'm not playing him. Right. Not with the way that Peyton Barber played it. Not with what uh, John Gruden had to say earlier this week about Peyton Barber. When you saw what Peyton Barber that was seemed, able that to That seemed very, very specific, didn't it? Yes. He's, he said specifically, uh, based off what he did against Miami, he will have a big role. We will continue to use him. And Barber's got something to prove. You know, he's, um, he plays with a chip on his shoulder. You know, I did a little research on this guy. I, I, I ended up writing a story, um, tremendous story on this guy. I mean, where he came from, from his childhood, through middle school, through high school, and to get where he's at, I mean, he's he's a fantastic feel-good story. But you know, um, and he's he's as as Gruden said in the post-game press conference last week, he's very quiet. He doesn't say, I don't know anything about this guy. He just you know, he's, and he I is. Love that, yeah. He gets in the press conference this week, and 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 uh, you know, I'm asking him specific questions about his, you know, his or last week I should say. Um, you know, about his growing up and what he went through and sleeping in a car with his mom and sister some nights and then some nights not having a roof of a house or a car to sleep under. And, you know, he just – he was very docile about it. He was just, you know, yeah, I think about it a lot and I'm thankful and I'm blessed and da-da-da. And he just kind of didn't really elaborate and a very humble guy. And But when you get on the field, if you watch that guy run, one thing I asked him, I was like, what's your workout regimen like because – Dude, you never miss leg day. I can't imagine you miss leg day. I mean, he took three, four, five, six guys. He just never stopped <laughs> pile driving through the line. So I'd love to squat with the guy one day and get in the squat rack with him because he's a beast. That's a line. That's one I don't use. I'd like, <laughs> like to squat with him one day. Hey, today's show is brought to you by our friends at Nova Home Loans. In fact, uh, tomorrow we're going to be out there at the studios, Nova Home Loan Studios, with a live Cofield and company. They've got the best combo of service rate and fees. You want to talk to Dustin Hart or a local Nova Loan officer at 577-2600. Listen, property values have gone up 20% year over year, but so rental rates. So you got to quit paying your landlord uh, these record high rental rates because they continue to go up and up and up and up. And you have a chance to purchase your dream home today if you're a veteran or active duty military. Right now you can get a VA loan with low, no lender fees. That's a 1300 bucks in savings. If you have credit issues and need help with your down payment, Nova Home Loans can also help you there. Dustin DeHart, 577-2600. Is a number. It's Nova Home Loans. Give Dustin a call, 577-2600. Want to be part of the show? Tweet at Steve Cofield or call 702-364-1100. We just want to win. If we have to throw it, we'll throw it. We do want to run. We're trying. We'll continue to try. We, we got to do it the old-fashioned way. We don't run a lot of zone reads and and our quarterback is, is a guy that we're counting on to throw it from the pocket, not run from the pocket a lot. So we got to do it the old-fashioned way. we got to do better. You're listening to Cofield & Company on ESPN Las Vegas. John Gruden there. Raiders did it better running the ball last week. They certainly did, but 
Their bread is buttered by throwing the ball. They have good weapons. Derek Carr is emerging as a guy who can throw it all over the field, and now he's pushing it down the, down the field more than ever. Uh, let's get the take from the uh, the L.A. side, set the scene, Chargers' interest in L.A. We know there's a lot of interest from old L.A. Raider fans. I saw that Arash was saying that uh, basically from the exit to the stadium, I don't know what exit it is, maybe exit 47. I don't know, off the 405. There's a lot of ways you can get to uh, the state, SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, but you know it's going to be a freaking nightmare getting there. Shelly Smith is with us from ESPN. Shelly, how you doing? It's Steve and Willie out here in Vegas. Hey, guys, how are you? We're good. Hey, We're good. So uh, set the scene uh, in terms of the vibe around the Chargers. This is always gonna, I think it's always going to be an interesting spot with the old L.A. Raider fans and the Raider following in Southern California for these Chargers home games. You should see how many black-clad plants fans are in the parking lot right now and then filing into the stadium now. I mean, it's crazy. It looks like a Raiders home game. Shelly, I likened it to a food festival because one of the local reporters, videographers, (laughs) is down there, and she just, she walked, it looked like, through the parking lot, and on each side were the canopies with grills and everything. I I mean, I felt like it was an NFL San Gennaro feast. Uh, it's unbelievable. I mean, there was, I mean, everywhere you looked, you could hardly see a light blue jersey. Every now and then you'd see one or two. And we just got news that um, linebacker Kenneth Murray uh, Jr. has been put on injured reserve, and, and oh, also boy. Justin Jones has been put on injured reserve. So there's a little bit of news for you. There's some breaking news. Yeah, that's not good. So give us yeah. a general vibe uh, in L.A. for the Chargers. And I mean, they got to, you know, obviously the Rams are a winning franchise. It looks like they've got a winning franchise in the Chargers with a quarterback who could be there for 10 or 12 years. Well, yeah, you'd think so. And and I saw that in him last year when he had no training camp, he had no offseason, he had no coaches to work with, and he came in and just lit it up. And they should have won some of those games except for whatever, uh, coaching mistakes and yes. other mistakes. And um, But he seems to be on the right track now, and he had he a had, uh, – no interceptions and no fumbles last week against the Chiefs. So that's pretty good. Yep. And I th- to me, Herbert is a, is a real good example of how NFL scouting, old-school scouting, can go wrong. Because I think when yeah. scouts look for quarterbacks, they want the bravado. They want the loud guy. They want the alpha. And outwardly, Herbert isn't that guy. But clearly, he's got some brilliant tools, but he can be a quiet guy at times. Well, yeah, and he's not a great interview. I mean, he says all the right things, um, which you like in a quarterback, I guess. But he's no Tom Brady, and he's no Aaron Rodgers. He's he, he's going to have to get some bravado if we're going to pay attention. <laughs> I mean, we'll pay attention to his arm, but he's got to get some bravado going. What's uh, what's your early read on the new coach, Brandon Staley? I think he's tremendous. I think he brings energy that nobody has seen here in a long time. And the last defensive uh, coach to head coach was um, Marty Schottenheimer, yep. who did pretty well. And so you'd, you'd like to hope that Brendan Staley has it together. And he hired a whole bunch of young guys to be his assistants. And I feel really old. I just wanted you to know. <laughs> well, well you know, I John, am really old. Yeah, well, you're not. But uh, jo- John Gruden's around, well, we'll I say, our, our age, because well, uh, Willie and I are both 50-plus. Uh, jo- John John's unique. I mean, so far the success has been awesome here, and the fact that they're throwing a lot. What, what do you what do you think of John Gruden 
Well, I don't know what to think yet. I mean, he's, I mean, obviously they're three and zero, so he's done okay. He's done all right. He's done pretty well. But we'll see tonight. I think tonight is a big test for him, as for the Chargers. And I think we'll see a lot. I think both teams will reveal a lot tonight. We saw a couple of incredible matchups with these two last year, each winning on its own field or on on the other right. field. The Raiders have won four of six in SoCal. Chargers have won three of four. When visiting the Raiders, twelve of the last seventeen, so it's definitely a visitors' game. Um, but yeah, both but you got to throw all that out because this is a new staff, new quarterback, new everything, and you, well, you and, can't really go on what the past has been. Yeah, and that's what I was gonna, I was going to say is these oh. are improved football teams that are somewhat playing with a different mindset this year, and so. I mean, how do you, it, 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 how do you break down what you know how these teams match up this year when you look at the past? But you got to use you have the rivalry. You said that you're seeing silver and black everywhere. I mean, as far as the matchup is concerned, is there a team that has an advantage in a specific area? Oh, gosh, you know, I want to say you know the the Chargers greatly improved their offensive line. Um, but so did the Raiders, you know, and so did the Chiefs, and so did everybody improved where they needed to improve. And so I think it's hard to say. I do think the Chargers have an advantage in the running game as far as Austin Eckler and also in the passing game. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are both two dynamite receivers. So I don't know. I don't know that the Raiders have anybody who can cover them. Shelly Smith is with us. Longtime reporter for ESPN. It's Cofield and Company getting ready for the Raiders and the Chargers down at SoFi. I got to get your take on a couple of league-wide stories and stories from the weekend. First of all, what was your general thought on the uh, the lead-up to Brady Belichick and that how it turned out? Is Belichick kind of clenched up at the end oh and, and, and try to field I mean, goal from Tom 100 Brady yards? Tom Brady has got to be the luckiest person on the planet <laughs> to have that kick go off the, the left uh, goalpost. I, I couldn't believe it. I just was like, are you kidding me? Not only is he good, great, the best, but he's got luck on his side, and that just doesn't seem quite fair. And I'm sure Belichick is pulling what he has left of his hair out of his head today because I don't know how you play a better game. Other big story that comes up over the weekend, and it was actually non-game related, were you surprised that Urban Meyer was uh, photographed kind of canoodling with some young women? Yeah, what an idiot. I mean, he should know better. And I heard him get a pass today on radio out here because they said, oh, he's an NFL coach. He didn't do anything wrong. I'm like, oh, no, he didn't do anything wrong except for damage the reputation of the entire franchise. And he's an idiot for not knowing better and for getting, you know, roped into whatever it was he was roped into. Uh, You just got to know better. I mean, I know better. I mean, I'm 63. But I know better. I know not to get roped into that, and you don't, yeah. you don't go, you don't, you just don't do that. And I think he's an idiot, and I think he should be censored, either censored or fined or something. I think it was, it was really bad. Well, you know how this works. You've been around, you know, these coaches for a long time. Old habits die hard, and I don't, you know, I don't think a lot of them have processed what twenty twenty one means when it comes to cameras and social media. Yeah, exactly. I think that's you got to assume the camera's on you at all times. I've gotten busted, you know, several times, not as bad as that, but, you know, like tripping and stumbling, which I do when I'm sober. But, um, <laughs> you know, uh, 
but you know, having a couple of glasses of wine and trying to stand up to take a picture with a fan and then, you know, kind of stumbling into them and then that was caught on camera. Oh, you boy. have to assume that somebody's got a camera on you. You can look it up. It's on YouTube. Yep. Hey, Shelly, we appreciate a couple of minutes. We know you're busy today. Uh, enjoy the game, and there uh, should be uh, quite a few stories coming out of this one. Well, it should be. should be. Thanks for calling me. Call anytime. Of course. Thank you. There she is. Shelly right, Smith, Hi. reporter with ESPN. Um, I want to get into well, I want to get into Urban a little more around 4.15. Up next, though, let's, let's break down what happened last night in the Patriots and the Buccaneers. Um, I know Shelly said it was luck with Tom Brady, but he seems to be an awfully lucky guy. That's what... 41 come from behind victories, and it, it's amazing. Belichick worked with the guy. He knows how dangerous he is. He knows that you have to put Brady down and put him down hard, and Belichick left openings. And Belichick actually, going back to last year with the Chargers, actually coached the game at the end, kind of like Anthony Lynn did many times with the Chargers. Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas. I've been waiting 42 years for this day. Tom Brady has announced he is leaving the New England Patriots. Tom Brady is a Tampa Bay Buck. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... On its way. It is off the goalpost. Now, back to Cofield and Company, live at Twin Peaks. Doinkage, 56-yard field goal attempt. Belichick decides to go old school. He is old, but doesn't always think old. He's usually hyper-aggressive and basically hands a victory. After a great game plan, hands a victory to Tom Brady here, Al Michaels, with the call there on NBC. We'll get to what happened last night with the Bucks and the Patriots here in 12 minutes. If you're listening for full coverage of Raiders and Chargers, flip us off right now. Not that way, but uh, go over to Raider Nation Radio 920 AM or Comp 92.3. You can hear the game on comp pregame right now going on R&R 920 from down at the M. So we just talked to Shelly Smith, and I really wanted to get Shelly's take as a veteran reporter, as a veteran female reporter, as a female who's been around male coaches on the Urban Meyer situation. This is really interesting on a lot of fronts. So Urban Meyer is caught in some social media photographs and a video, appears to be, I love that word, uh, I don't use it often. Canoodling with some young ladies. Yes. Just real quick. We'll, I know we'll get right back to Urban, but just oh, no. break in here. Raiders running back Josh Jacobs will play tonight versus okay. the Chargers. All okay. right. So. Josh Jacobs in. In gold? We don't know yet. In gold? We don't know yet. Jacobs in. Jacobs in. Um, so, Urban Meyer, you know, they have the long weekend because they played on Thursday night. Uh, interesting that he said he was devastated at starting 0-4, so maybe he needed the outlet. You know, I think a lot of people would be like, hey, if you're devastated, Get your ass to work. No free time. I wouldn't say that. I think everyone needs some free time. They need a chance to blow off steam. But there's a lot going on here. Clearly, the the one video that's out where Urban Meyer is rubbing up on some you know younger lady, blonde, and you know is kind of grinding against her leg and then kind of goosing her. Right? Yeah. It's not kind of. He was in in both scenarios doing what I said he's doing. Um, this is a weird deal because it, it's troubling. I don't know what his family dynamic is. I would guess that Urban Meyer, this is just a guess, that this ain't the first time he's done this, and that his wife 
and he either have an understanding or she just accepts it. You know how it works, right? With with some wives and you know, in some positions, just like, hey, this is what I signed up for. Which, if you want to do that, you can do it. Um, and then there's the standard of, hey, what does the organization expect from their leader? Right, a mar- you know, a guy who's married, he's got grandchildren. Do they expect him to be putting out this image all the time of being, one, a worker who doesn't have time for other stuff, and, two, someone who's faithful to his wife? I have no idea what the Jaguar standards are. Uh, I will tell you this. It does not shock me even for a second that a current-day NFL coach might be out, you know, working some side business. It would not shock me if tomorrow we found out, hey, you know what, someone who's a heavy drinker, uh, they just got in trouble, you know, if – well, let me give you a hypothetical. Coaches have a coaches at all levels, and it's not all coaches. Coaches at all levels have a history of let me either womanizing, drinking. It's a freaking hard job, Willie. Yep. It's a very hard job. This is not excusing what Urban Meyer no. was doing. It's just it doesn't shock me. And now it's up to the Jaguars, like, hey, bro, this is not the image that we signed up for. Right, and and you're talking about image, but let me give you a hypothetical real quick, okay? And it's, we're getting we're getting a nice little crowd in here right now. The Raiders fans are piling in. They're, they got a couple of the screens up. They're doing the pregame. Okay. Crowd's going to be nice in here. We're, done, we're off at 6. All of a sudden, we're an hour into the game. Some of the people are like, oh, the ESPN guys, come on over, blah, blah, blah. Are you going to put yourself, Cofield, Steve Cofield, the name that's on this show? Are you going to allow that to would, – would you do that? And yes. You, you, yes, I would. <laughs> well, you, But you're not Urban Meyer. I – I, I'm admitting that what Urban Meyer was doing, I might not be doing the womanizing part, but what Urban Meyer was doing, yeah, I, I do stuff like that. Am I, am I hanging out? Yeah. Could someone catch me, act, you know, shacked in a fool? Yeah. Now, you're right. I'm not making $5 million a year. I wasn't brought in to turn around a franchise. Um, I'm in a relationship. I'm just saying this for this effect. I'm not married with grandchildren. Right. Again, I have no idea what his wife what their agreement is. I know she she was pretty active on Twitter and was sending out some, some weird stuff as well. Like when these pictures started popping up, she starts sending out pictures of like taking care of her grandchildren. So, dude, I have I have no idea. We believe me, we have a lot of power brokers in town yeah. who womanize and they've been caught in scenarios. I don't know what their relationship is. It's a bad I, I just know it's it comes down to I'm not even gonna say community standards. No. Shaq Khan might be like, eh, hey, you know, coaches Coaches are coaches, and to Shelley's point, I'm I'm just she got offended by something they were saying on LA Sports Radio. I don't know what those guys said, but it sounded like they said, "Hey, coaches will be coaches." Yeah, but it just depends or, on what the standards or are guys around the will organization. Be guys. I mean, if if that's here's the thing that that's a, that's going to be a phrase that's going to be thrown out there, right? That coaches will be coaches, men will be men, whatever it may be. Um, the thing is, is he's married and he's a grandfather, so that. That's first and foremost is is a bad look. Obviously, um, he's the head coach of a of an NFL franchise. We just got done talking at the start of this show about this being a phenomenal first four weeks of the season, and NFL is king, and and the look of the entire league itself. And you know he he's got somewhat of a past in turn, not not like this, but just that's, of other of that's other, also of, part of the story of, we didn't mention is that of, he's got quite a sordid history of selling himself one way, and right. then we find out that. He's not the most reliable, loyal guy. Right. So, so in all, it's it's just one hundred percent not a good look, and it's it's something that you. It's not a position you. And here's the other thing: if 
if it was okay, he wouldn't be coming out today apologizing for, for, for putting himself in that position. And, and look, are you sorry for what you did, sorry for what you made the franchise look like, or are you sorry that you got caught? Because, you know, if this is something that takes place, you know, he's obviously got to answer first and foremost to his wife. Um, so it's 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 overall just not a good look. I mean, it's, it's, there's no you know, difference whether you're you're a professional head coach <laughs> or a college head coach. Yeah. Sorry, I stymied your example. You're like, if you, Cofield, would you do that? Well, I, I well prob- you probably would. Would I, would, I, yeah, would I be stupid in well, regards? Yeah, I mean, this is what he said today. He goes, I just apologize to the team and staff for being a distraction. We're talking about Urban Meyer. Some pictures come out over the weekend. He's hanging out with some young chick and rubbing up on her. And, you know, I think there's a lot of guys listening right now who are like, who, is, who cares what goes on out there? Right. I, I, don't, um, I, don't, I didn't hire him. So he said, it's stupid. I explained everything that happened. I need to own it. I should not have put myself in that position. He went on to say he's apologized to his family, um, quote, are upset about the situation. He said a coach should never be a distraction, and uh, I just have to do right Okay, is so. what he said. He also said uh, he was at an event, and people tried to get him on the dance floor and were screwing around. He should have left. Uh, he should have uh, – he added that he should have uh, never put himself in that situation. He – I mean, we're only seeing a brief video clip. He looked like he was fine being in the situation. He didn't yes. get caught. Yes. He didn't he, get caught. He, again, I go back to what he's sorry for, but he's carefully used the words, I am sorry for putting myself in that position, meaning I'm so, I should not have done this in public, but in, in private, right. uh, this, is, this is not abnormal for me. So, And, again, yes, you're right. You, you sort of just shut me down on my, my example. Sorry. And the reason well, because I'm, there, I'm, no, I'm the, the wrong reason, person to ask because I, I will be brutally honest. Right. No, no, I, no, I am, of course I, you will. I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here on a pedestal and go, you coaches shouldn't do this. No. Because but the reason I brought that up is this, is, that, okay, so you know me, you know I've been here since a long, a long time, okay, and I grew up in, in this town when it was very quiet, very small, very intimate, no nightclubs and hotels, and I would have been the exact same way 20, 30 years ago. But being the father of somebody who I am and the age that he is and knowing the people, the young adults that he's friends with in that are the young ladies that are in a number of different establishments, I'll just leave it at that, and that I can walk into any number of establishments, adult establishments or bars in towns and be called pops, I just wouldn't do that because I look across and go, I, I, I could, by the end of the night, I could be in here with somebody's daughter who I know or went to school with, so I oh. wouldn't. So that's why. But you're, now, a, you're 20, a pillar of this community. 25, 30 years ago, don't get me wrong. Right. Call me urban. And some people never change. <laughs> some call me urban. Uh, 364-1100, caller 7 right now. You get to go see some golf. we got the PGA in town at TPC Summerlin, it's the Shriners Children's Open. Caller 7-364-1100-364-1100. You can get your own tickets to the tournament at ShrinersChildrensOpen.com. We'll be giving away tickets all during the week on all of our stations out at a bunch of different appearances around town, but this is your first chance. Caller 7, two tickets for Saturday, the Saturday, 10-9, Saturday, 364-1100. Join the conversation on Twitter at Cofield & Co.